0: You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason.
1: It's Building the Game with
2: Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game.
1: Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. I feel like I went a little fast there. Let me me slow it down. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, May 20th, 2019. You're listening to episode 360. I don't care what you just told me a minute ago. I forgot. So you think, Rob, that you would edit all those things out, but
0: you're not going to. No, I'm not going to. Literally, that's true of the best. 364.
1: 364. My name's Rob. Shut up. I'm, I'm finishing the intro here. My name is Rob. Jason is sitting here with me. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Now, now you can talk, right? Now, now I can let's talk. Say, now now can I'm talk. allowed to talk. You're allowed Thank to you. talk now. I appreciate that. Yeah.
0: 364 episodes. You just feel the love flowing. 346. Let's roll it back. The magic huh? is still alive. <laughs> and, and there's a voice here, too. Oh, <laughs> magic we have, voice. We have a special guest here with us. Um, so, yeah, we have with us Julie Ahern, uh, who is uh, from Greenbrier Games. She is the COO and uh, the vice president there. Uh, doing a lot of magical things, mm-hmm. I am sure. So
1: yeah, yeah, that's me. It sounds so important. Like we've got really, like a really, like a an important person on the show. It's
2: a- so funny that I sound so important. I'm really not. I'm just the person that has to do all the things.
0: That's pretty like, important, Julie. <laughs>
2: I don't, no, no, like, like you know, like if you're a small business, like if you're, you're you're like, ooh, I own a restaurant, but you're also the one that has to like wash the dishes and take out the trash because right, it like it's more like that
0: okay so by that you mean like reading rule books and dealing with game designers or kind of like washing the dishes and taking out the trash is that is that what you're talking about mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kidding it was a joke it was a joke <laughs> <laughs> rob and i are game designers so we can talk about ourselves as if we're just we're extremely
1: trashy game designers to be fair well
2: that's that's where i started so no i can i can also oh can
1: make fun of myself. totally okay. fair then yeah good. yeah good well hi julie thanks for hanging out with us tonight yeah thanks for having me yeah it's a real pleasure we uh we um i mean there's no sense beating around the bush here, right jason well so yeah i think here's the deal so uh
0: we're talking about someone who is 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 the ceo of a game company and let's let's be honest that title doesn't even matter compared to what we're about to tell you i mean yeah the the whole the whole world's about to change yeah uh julie um we tricked her into uh via some blackmail uh being the head judge for the two thousand nineteen BTG IDC. And you know that that's true because why would somebody as fancy as her do that otherwise?
1: Right. <laughs> and by blackmail, I mean we sent we sent her some mail in a black we we didn't couldn't find a black envelope. we just colored a white one with, with yeah. black Sharpies. Um and, said, and, and we please. said pretty pretty just pretty, pretty please. please. And I was I was so
0: overwhelmed by the fumes from the Sharpie. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and I said yes.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know we've never been afraid to ask anyone to be the head judge since the second year when we asked Bruno <laughs> Cathala and he said yes for some reason. Yeah. And yeah. So that's,
2: yeah. No, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> I, you, I actually, uh, and going through the history, of Jonathan Gilmore, I was like, wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
2: feel I feel kind of
0: important now. Well, you well, you are now. You are very yeah. Now yeah. I mean, before <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. you know, <laughs> all of these achievements mean nothing except for you know, compared to. I mean, they do, but compared to this, really, right. do they?
1: Yeah. Well, they still but, do because this is pretty yeah. pretty yeah. stupid. It's but. pretty
0: stupid, but <laughs> <laughs> no. But um, we uh, we we like you know getting different people from the industry, and uh, we, we you know. You're an awesome person in the industry who's doing cool things, and uh, we we wanted somebody you know who was uh we wanted somebody who was really you know had their uh, finger on the pulse of the industry, and we felt like you would uh, come in and uh, and probably also just hopefully cause some problems. That sounded
1: so authentic, Jason. I
0: I stumbled over my words trying to think (laughs) about uh, about what to say.
2: in the pulse and that but cause some problems i <laughs> definitely
1: i am in all right 100 percent. we are on board
0: so so we're yeah. we're yeah we're excited uh over the next few episodes we're going to announce even more information mm-hmm. um none of it will be as thrilling as this i promise you but we'll oh, see I make to differ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm really excited about the other people who are involved right right we do have some good people involved um we do have some good people. Yes. involved. It's going to be so every year, I think, will this be worse than last year? And by worse, I mean better um, in the worst way possible. And every year it, it has been. So so far, so good. Yeah, And people still keep coming and hanging out and watching it. So and, and again, it's because people like you, Julie, are, are a fool enough to say, yeah, I'll do this. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's enough, I think, of uh, of uh, IDC talk for now, though, right? Yeah, let's talk about real stuff. Real important things.
2: Uh, are you sure? You know, I, I figured we could brainstorm some ideas. I know the guys at Forged Foam. We could get some boffer weapons and, you know, really change tactics on what happens on the show.
0: Okay, I, I like boffer weapons. Her. I like, I like. That's... See, why did we hire her to be the head judge? We should have just given her this and said, "Could you just figure out how to make this yeah. work?"
1: This is, this is good stuff.
0: <laughs> this is the COO talking, in her is what. Right? <laughs> yes. She's like, right. I'm gonna chief operate officer your stupid game show. That That's your right. bad act. Yeah. No. <laughs> boffer weapons i like that could yeah. we get really 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 embarrassing somehow but like what's the most embarrassing weapon you could bring to a fight Wiffle ball bat yeah but that's that's basically what a boffer sword is rob
1: yeah but they're but like but not like the genuine wiffle ball bat like the knockoff one that's like you know 10 inches in diameter oh, and, then and, like... and bright pink you know
0: <laughs> and like bends the first time you hit it yeah right
1: yeah, yeah. like because the genuine wiffle ball bat is, is plastic and yellow and it's actually really thin surprisingly thin I, see. I used to run a wiffle ball league. Okay, I know these things.
2: Nice. See now, I don't know about like in general. I've uh, my uh, recent experience with buffer weapons was uh, so. Uh, Tony Galati from Arcane Wonders uh, and I are pretty good friends, and he has two lovely, lovely, lovely children, and who enjoy me tremendously because I like to cause chaos. And we were both at a show, and he had brought them, and I. Purchased them some pretty rudimentary made boffer weapons because they were bargain basement price and also they were made with Hello Kitty duct tape. Oh, nice. nice! And I bought them each one and then handed them to them and said, "Go have fun." And <laughs> and about ten minutes later, he came over. And he's like, "Why do you hate me?" And I was like, "I'm just bringing joy to your children. There's really <laughs> there's really nothing else." to that i just wanted to make them happy and see their little angelic faces smile and, and he didn't talk to me for a couple of weeks yeah. but you know the kids were
1: happy because i'm sure their little angelic faces were soon black and blue from hitting each other right well, that was well, or him you know, or him. Okay. For him his I shins you, you know hopefully just his shins
0: <laughs> i have been hit much worse places by my children with their stupid poffer weapons so fair <laughs> i i think that's fair yeah yeah, so maybe to top that next year, like a drum set or something. You know,
1: oh, that's a great idea. That's, that's always a drum set is always who, whoever a good can one. can improvise the best oh. solo.
0: No, I meant to give oh, to her amazing. friends' kids as a drum oh, set. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. That's yeah. good too, because
0: the idea of kids with a drum set uh, sounds like I'm moving out of the house. You just abandon the house. Yeah, like once the drum set, it's not leaving. You just abandon the house. Yeah,
1: yeah I have uh, niece and nephew twins
2: who are twelve. Today, today was their birthday, oh. and uh, they both play drums in band, and that's real fun when I visit. They're <laughs> they're um, they're improving. <laughs> they've, <laughs> they've gotten better. Okay. Over the years, so we got that going for us. Wow. So yeah, no, I think you're right. I think I think that since I don't go to Tony's house ever, well, that's not true. Uh, he's in Fort Wayne, which is where. ACD dis- distribution is so you have right. you have some trade shows and stuff going on there. Um, so when I'm in town, I go to visit. So I feel like if I were to go, he'd make me sit down for a concert.
0: Ah, so maybe like so, right at the end, right before you leave, just just throw that box inside and, and run for it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, good. This is some good brainstorming. <laughs> I don't know if we're actually going to get to talking about games, but this is some
1: excellent. <laughs> Honestly, I'm fine with this. Yeah, this is.
0: Yeah, the, here's the good news though. Is um, brainstorming how to um, give children annoying things to do, honestly, is not that different than brainstorming for the IDC rounds. It's, it's a true. lot like that. I mean, that that's why.
1: That's why I got confused about what the of what we were talking about. Right. Right.
0: right. I mean, Josh Mills, he competed, and he's basically just a toddler. So a a, really, a big hairy toddler. I mean, I, he's a toddler like Yeti, but I mean, he's a toddler nonetheless. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, good times.
0: So, anyways, we are still designing some of the rounds. Uh, we've got some help from Julio. By still
1: designing, you mean haven't even started yet.
0: Julio sent me an idea that sounded oh, pretty good. All right, we'll just send it to say me yes. in a text message. So, oh, like well, that's, that's so not helping. No, come on. Uh, you <laughs> know, but because uh, Julio was the champion last year, which means right. he gets to help design the rounds this year. Right. Um, that's always you know the big thrilling thing, and then the loser of mm-hmm. the year, uh, gets to be uh, a judge. And that was Jason Katarski, who is my favorite loser. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, everyone's favorite loser. <laughs> He's Everyone's favorite. This will be, a, he'll be the first person to be a judge twice. Twice. It's true. Once because we liked him and the other time, cause he was a loser. Right. So yeah. Good well, times. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, let's, let's talk a little bit about, uh, about, about Greenbrier games and, and, uh, in your role there, Julie, cause, uh, I, I would like to hear more about that. Sure. Um,
2: so it we, we founded the company in 2011. Uh, and it came from... So Jeff is the president of the company. And uh, he and I were actually in a band together. Um,
0: all good things like, start that way. How all good game companies form is from a band. Well, exactly what kind, what of kind of band? It was... Yeah, but what, what genre? Uh,
2: yeah, kind of acoustic rock-ish. Okay, all I right. I don't know. It that, was,
1: that's, we we mm- really
2: never got far. It was more, I think he had just moved to the area. I had just moved back. We're in Massachusetts. And um, so he wanted to do like coffee shop acoustic guitar stuff and was mm-hmm. looking for people to f- form this and so, somehow, I, I think on Craigslist or something, found, like, this person, and, of course, we practiced for maybe a couple of months and realized we were just awful, <laughs> but we really liked playing board games, and so we had, subsequently, we would, you know, practice for, like, an hour, and they'd be like, let's stop, and let's play games, and that seems like a much better idea. So, you know, and... A, he had a much bigger group of friends who were interested in doing board games rather than be in this acoustic band. Um, weirdly enough, and so we were—you know—we had a Sunday every Sunday we would go over thing, and then occasionally during the weekdays. And then at some point, he brought out this game that he had found on the internet and was looking for playtesters, and it was a zombie apocalypse game. And so we played it. And we finished playing it, and he's like, so what did you think of that? And we were all like, so pizza for dinner? What are we doing?
1: (laughs) Everybody just kind of like didn't say anything because the unspoken
2: understanding was that it was not found on the internet. It had been Jeff's, and nobody wanted to admit to him Uh, how terrible it was, except me. I had no qualms about telling him how awful it was on no uncertain terms, and all the reasons it was awful, and all the things that were broken with it, and why it was a miserable experience to play it. And uh, that's,
1: so, that's like a super, super like passive move, though, right? To, oh, I found this game on the internet, guys. We should well, try it.
2: Let's face it, though. Your first design when you're putting yourself out there is a little bit scary. So he had it kind is. of sidestepped that by not claiming ownership to it, which yeah. sadly most people picked up on, and I did not. So I was actually oblivious when I was ripping it apart. <laughs> um,
0: this was the worst! And
2: I, at this point because I had been a teacher at that point for at least eight years, I taught for 12 years, um, started, I started designing games when I was like in the fourth grade, but I was designing educational games the whole time I was teaching. So, you know, I wasn't thinking about it in terms of, like, I thought we were just having a conversation about a random game, and so I, I really was brutal. Uh, <laughs> And so later on, he came up to me, he's like, hey, so that was my game. And I was like, yeah, after your reaction, I figured that out. So I'm really sorry. But <laughs> at the time, I thought I was just, you know, critiquing something that wasn't attached to any of us. He was like, yeah, so um, that was pretty harsh. And I was like, yep, yep, kind of kind of mean. And he said, well, um, if I fix it, will you do it again? I said, sure. So, yeah, he we kept going in that that route and then um found some other people and eventually made our first board game that was for commercial purposes which was the apocalypse and that was our first game and by then um i think the best part is that we had no shame we had no um we were willing to admit we knew nothing about the industry i knew about how to do it through the education process but certainly not through as a um commercial venture Mm -hmm. and neither did jeff but we were okay with people being like wow you don't know anything do you and (laughs) and you're like no we really don't so could you give us some information please um which was very helpful and um also very
1: humbling to start yeah that sounds yeah it sounds substantially similar to how jason and i um, started in this stuff not really knowing what we're doing and and just kind of being pretty cavalier about the business part of it, and thinking, "Yeah, we'll figure it out, right?" And and I I think I, I I've said this before. I think really the only good idea that we had when we started this that proved to continue to be a good idea over the long term was to to do a podcast, right. so, so that so that you know we could at least share our failures and share everything we learned with other people along the way as we figured this nonsense out, right? Right. Um, but yeah, coming into it not knowing anything about the business or what to expect or how the right way to do anything is, that that's definitely, we're guilty of that as well.
0: Well, and it was easier for us because we were just game designers. Sure. Y'all were trying to publish games. True. There's a lot more inherent risk with that. Absolutely. <laughs> then, hey, nobody likes my game. I guess they're not going to publish it.
1: Yeah. Correct. Yeah.
2: Well, and our thought was, we were doing it because we enjoyed the exercise of doing it. We didn't necessarily intend to make it a company initially. We just knew that we had done enough to make the game, everybody who had participated in helping us playtest could get a copy.
0: Okay, yeah.
2: Um, So it was, at least initially, that was the plan. Um, But eventually, um, we had put so much time and effort into it that it, it was actually Jeff's wife who was like, Hey, so... Why don't you guys try to sell this? <laughs>
1: since
2: you're since you're doing so much with it, so then it became. It was even that it was very systematic. Of well, we have already talked to like manufacturers, and we know the giant swing in price costs, but also the lower expenses of making each individual unit. Like we had done, gone down the due diligence of what manufacturing would look like, um, somewhat of shipping, and then it became well, how does one start a business on top of that? So, I mean, our first game, we did take a substantial amount of time for it to come out. So when I say we started in 2011, that's when we first published the game. We really started in 2008, Mm. designing it. Um, And it wasn't necessarily that the design took that long. It was just we wanted to not be completely blindsided by the time we came out with our first game.
0: So... At that time, did you use Kickstarter for that, or was that pre-Kickstarter?
2: Yes. No. It was our. It was Kickstarter, and it was. But first, we went through, and we went through and tried to take out small business loans. Um, we had approached several investors to talk about that. We looked at other publishers and realized that it what we were trying to do would probably not be a good fit for the publishers that we had met and talked to. Um, so, so yeah, and then and then we discovered Kickstarter was a thing that existed, which was much newer back then. Oh yeah, and, uh, much shinier and. Uh, but even at that, Jeff was like, "Okay, great. Um, we're going to go on Kickstarter, and I need you to back at least five of them, and then I also need you to go through and find out which of the board game." Or any Kickstarter that is relatively tangentially related, movies, comic books, anything that would fall into the entertainment genre, um, which one of them are the most successful in funding because this is also before KickTrack or anything like that was Mm. in existence. Right. Go look at those and find out what they all have in common. And then we're going to come back and we're going to discuss those things. And so we did our. We were doing our own market research that way. Um, bef- you know, it, it was it was before there was any sort of uh, already machine put in place to to find it. We were doing our own testing and stuff like that to figure out what made a successful Kickstarter. And so when we did our first Kickstarter, at least we were we felt somewhat informed of what would make it good enough to be able to get. And, you know, a thousand copies made with, to, to get enough that we could sell beyond. And we had already reached out to, like, how would we do it to retail? And, it, again, on a very small scale, but at least we had a basic understanding of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, what we didn't anticipate was that during the Kickstarter, uh, Felicia Day would tweet about us.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll get you some traction. That probably helped a little. <laughs>
2: and then... Yeah, so I mean, for for a very small window, for one shining week, we were the highest grossing board game Kickstarter.
0: Wow! That it funded. What did you guys fund at?
2: It was approximately a quarter of a million, so two hundred fifty yeah, thousand. On your great.
0: first uh, game, wow! Yeah, I mean, yeah. Felicia Day tweeting about that nowadays not is not as useful, but back then yeah. when like there were a lot less Kickstarters, she and had it was...
2: just announced sundry
0: wow, wow yeah that was like so, peak Felicia Day time right there yeah. so
2: yeah, yeah it really was <clears throat> Um so we have a, and we have a picture with her at Pax Unplugged from that year and it is the funniest thing because everybody's kind of smiling and everybody's being like the stiff like hey we're here pose and she's being, like she's super gracious about it and she's doing her I'm Felicia Day, I'm, I'm, I'm lovely, but I do this million times smile. Right. And then I'm in the back and I look like a freaking maniac because I'm <laughs> grinning so hard. I look like I'm about to like lodge myself at her. It's so sad. I was such a fangirl about it. Um, but, but yes, she was, she was. She had seen the game and said, wow, see, this is, it's cool that people are doing things like this. Um, I love that there are, you know, new new companies trying new things and then linked it to the Kickstarter. And that was kind of... So we weren't prepared for that level of success Our first. We were actually thinking start small, build. And it, it kind of... That, that was actually the interesting part, that it was sometimes when you plan for things and your timeline speeds up, it's um, that's almost as nerve-wracking as wondering if you're going to
1: make it. <laughs> Yeah, that's, it's almost like wow. too much success in, in a way. It certainly changes the whole picture, doesn't it? There's a lot of money to, to be
0: handed by Kickstarter and now have to deliver
1: right.
2: <laughs> a lot. Correct.
1: Correct. Mm. Wow. And then
2: because of it, the second Kickstarter, which is just expansion stuff, was, was also crazy quick funded. And we were overwhelmed, but also because... At that point, it was just an expansion, and now that seems like a normal thing. But people seem to just think, "Well, there was this Kickstarter that they had for this game, and this must be another game."
1: Oh yeah.
2: So it was yeah, it was a it was a bit of a roller coaster. Start. It was
1: super right.
2: exciting, really, you know, gratifying. But it's also at the same time, it was you know, getting our feet under us after to to get to that level. Because the other thing being the
0: Kickstarter that beat us the following week was zombicide okay yeah yeah so also a big one
2: a big one and it was a zombie apocalypse four game as well so then so from the start our company was getting compared to simon which i find to this day hilarious
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i think you could basically say
2: please compare us that's that's very flattering to us and probably not flattering to them but (laughs)
0: sure Probably all of Zombicide's success is because you had a game just before it that prepped the market for it. Really, mm-hmm. yes, I, would, I would I would tell everyone that story if I were you. Uh, I I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be sure to point that out to them the next
1: time. I see so I think I think what you, what I've heard you say here is that you guys are responsible responsible for the zombie uh, zo- the zombie theme the, the popularity of the zombie. Uh, yeah, we started stuff. that wave. We were right. on. The- edge of the, the walking dead all Pretty your much fault. all
0: because of julie
1: it's all yeah, your fault yeah, so you're the person right. i can blame yeah. for that okay that's good it. That's, <laughs>
2: that's, well shoot for the first i don't know five years in the industry if anybody knew me they knew me a zombie girl
0: <laughs> nice
2: that's you know it, it wasn't until I, I feel like that was it i was you know a part-time designer writer and the only thing that anybody knew that I had made, because nobody has played any of my educational board games for third and fourth graders and primary school students, <laughs> I don't think, in this in this industry. Um, so the only thing that people knew that I had made was co-designing the apocalypse. So yeah, uh, if anybody knew me, they only knew me as, and I was only in the capacity of demoing games and then i was hiding behind a computer and writing i it wasn't until a couple years in um with our next game ninja dice that i even ever did an interview or demoed a game for like in front of a camera or anything because jeff was doing it and jeff really hated doing it um so he basically volunteered me to be the new face of the company (laughs) smooth (laughs) so that happened um
1: and here I am now. All right, hosting the IDC. Ju- I'm sorry. Right, so we're hosting. You are the head judge of the IDC, which I think yeah. s- clearly is the pinnacle uh, so yeah. far. <laughs> right. Oh wait, no. I'm sorry. It what's all what, led to this moment What's the opposite of a pinnacle? Here. Yeah. Uh, what What's the opposite of a pinnacle?
2: Like like concave and convex. I don't what
0: know. Is, yeah. What do they say? Uh, like you've reached the bottom. Is this bottom rock of the barrel? Rock bottom. Rock bottom. Uh, rock bottom. bottom. Is right.
2: So air?
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, this is rock bottom, I think.
1: Basically. All right. Sweet. <laughs> Good.
0: That is it's so cool to hear how the company started though. Like that that's um that's fantastic.
1: It's fascinating. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I think we've all been we've we've been aware of um of the roller coaster that can be Kickstarter, but you are the first person we've talked to who who got on that roller coaster so early, um, and and when when some of the 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 highs and lows were so extreme and unpredictable, and people didn't have a lot of context or didn't know what to expect for that kind of stuff. So that's that's really an interesting perspective. I, I thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, happy to. I, I find it's
2: um, Kickstarter has evolved so drastically, and I don't. Oh yeah. Know like how drastically most people are aware of it Because like, even like every It seems like every couple months it There's a new standard A new way of coping um, A new norm That people just uh, Almost like technology People, You forget before what it's like before cell phones like right. You just Cease to remember what that was like um, And I feel like Kickstarter Has evolved somewhat quickly Or quickly in that same way And so you have that similar, you forget what it was like before all of this, uh, all these other things have been built in now to facilitate Kickstarter being Mm -hmm. a thing.
1: Right, right. I think I read something recently that said that board games are like the number one earner on Kickstarter now.
2: Yeah, there was an article a couple weeks ago that said that board games, or games, Yeah. Games have grossed over a billion um, oh. on Kickstarter. Yeah, but it, it wasn't specific to board games; it was also video games and things like that. However, of that, board games was the highest percentage of the the pie chart
1: of that billion. As yeah, long. that sounds right. Yep, sounds That's like amazing. Read the same yeah. thing. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: She seemed to comprehend it yeah. better than you did. But that's <laughs> well, not that's surprising.
1: To be fair, I, I read it while at, while at work and, and while ignoring more important responsibilities that I was getting paid for. Anyway, yeah, that sounds like you.
2: <laughs> See, but that's the beauty. See, part of part of the joy of being in the industry and working full time is that is my job. When I'm reading it, that's, I'm just doing work. That's a
1: good so point. I
2: can, I can go off on tangents, and read articles like that, and if I get, why are you not working on? this particular game i could be like i'm doing research this is important
1: there you go (laughs)
0: that's right (laughs) so speaking of that like kind of in your daily life what are you you know what are you responsible for with the company um just you know kind of on an everyday basis other than you know doing research that's you know suspect (laughs) um
2: (laughs) other than suspect research okay so goodness uh what do I
0: do? I'm just curious cuz well okay, so here's a here's another question that I think will help frame that. How many employees do you guys have? Is it just you and Jeff or are there I believe and Zach. I and Zach, okay.
2: We are full. the three full-time employees. We have Kieran who is a contractor but in effect a full-time contractor because he lives in Scotland and we do not want to be an international company? Yes, lots of
0: companies do that. <laughs> lots of companies bigger than yours do that same thing, so...
2: So, Kieran, in effect, is our fourth person in the company, but but technically is a contractor, and does lovely work, and I can recommend him for his off hours as long as he's finished the work he has. You <laughs> uh,
0: sound like a great smart. boss, gee. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, so... <laughs> So there's there's only four of us full time in the company, everybody else is a contractor. Okay. Um so so it is still a very small group yeah. thing. And it's as the years have gone on, I've actually discovered we have had several other full time employees come and go, all of them wonderful. Um, I think the challenge is we started it and we are so close that it's we have a hard time letting go of certain things so it's to our own detriment
0: <laughs> yeah so so it sounds like you have the same problems as a growing company as most small growing companies have sure. Correct. like literally Correct. that is like the number one issue is people at the top have trouble not doing things anymore and letting other people do them mm-hmm. so, so yeah
2: to that end i can tell you that in the past two weeks of uh, so folklore was our last kickstarter our most recent and that ended about a month ago It's like four days shy of a month ago. Uh, I spent two weeks where I didn't really talk to anyone or socialize after doing all the marketing and media and coordinating the Kickstarter. So I ran the Kickstarter um, entirely. I was almost never sleeping. Um, So once that happened, I spent two weeks where I didn't talk to anyone and I had handed off all the marketing and media follow-up stuff to Jessica Davis, uh, who's contracted with us. And then I proceeded to spend two weeks writing because in the game, the designers are creating the story and some, a new, um, some new mechanisms so that it's unique to the expansion. But all of the decks of cards, of which there are, uh, I don't know, several hundred worth of of cards that have, um, ac- actions and activities and things to do. Oh, cool. I was writing those. Hmm. So you have, a uh, uh, like road events. So like, which are small events, things that happen to you moments, off-road events, which are higher risk, higher reward town events, which are the ones that when you enter the city rumors, which are side quests. So they're more bulky than the other ones. All of the, I wrote all of them and um, then I just, didn't talk to anybody for two weeks while I did that.
1: <laughs> then I jumped
2: back on and I answered 5 million emails, which are all about uh, con- setting up conventions, marketing, some of the manufacturing questions that I have. you know, that Jeff tends to do a lot of the man- manufacturing, taking point on it, but I'm uh, meeting with our manufacturers and there's some things that I have input put in as well. So answering, I've like periodically doing that. Um, currently I Drove from Massachusetts to Columbus, Ohio, met with a couple gaming groups there, play tested one of our games that's coming out next, and then from there today I drove to St. Louis because Geek Way to the West is this upcoming weekend, and I will be running the booth there. As soon as this is over, I'll finish answering the emails that I missed during the drive today, and then if (laughs) I'm still awake, I will probably revise some of those cards. So that's you. The so, of my life. so basically,
0: <laughs> everything. You just do everything. Uh, <laughs> this is a no, good summary. I don't do no. any
2: of the uh, internet IT pledge manager. Ah, uh,
0: fair enough. Uh, yeah.
2: Web sales. That's all Zach. Um, <laughs> nice. So Zach does that. So if you wanted to see her, a list of the craziness of anything that has to do with the 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 World Wide Web. And programming, that would be all, Zach. And then if you wanted to hear about looking at spreadsheets and numbers all the live long day, you would talk to Jeff.
1: I see. That's Jason's favorite thing. He loves spreadsheets. That's what I used to do in my yeah.
0: last job. Now that I'm self-employed, I do none of that.
1: No. See,
2: uh. Jeff does. You say it ironically. Jeff does. He loves spreadsheets. For, some for a long do. time.
0: I mean, I still like he a good spreadsheet, that. but that was my life for so long that I'm so glad that it's not anymore.
2: <laughs> he has. No, no. And, and I... Have the most amazing. He will set up things. He'll be like, Here, here's a spreadsheet that will help you figure out your entire life for the next three months. See how the numbers change everything and you can figure out how to. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I'm like, It's like, and it's it's confusing. I've created a PowerPoint to go with it to explain to you how to use it. I'm like, You are insane. That's awesome. Why are you doing this to yourself? He's like, What do you mean? Don't you love it? I'm like, I'm, I'm awed and truly terrified. Of you and for you um, every time. But, but you know, uh, we all complement each other very well in the fact that at least our Venn diagram is pretty well spread out so that there's we can all do very different aspects
1: of the company's needs. I'm, I'm going to guess um, that Jeff, Jeff also is a big fan of Venn diagrams. Oh yeah, yeah okay. I kind of like this guy. I need to. I need to get to know this guy. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, you know, like like many good game designers, uh, he is an engineer. <laughs> so okay. He is meticulous and likes to fix things
1: and find out how they're broken and revise them. So there you go. Uh, that's that's his strengths. Yeah, I get uh, it. Nice. I, I'm not an engineer, but I get it. Yeah. Yeah. We need to we need to move on though we are quickly running uh, running short on time. Oh goodness, what else? So uh, I think we I think never even got to cat memes. Uh, you're right, and I for one am disappointed about that. But sometimes we have to sometimes we have to squeeze for time here. That'd so fair. so next time next time we'll well I tell you what IDC first thing I want to hear from you at, at the IDC is a cat meme, okay? None. Um, all right. All right, because everybody knows that memes are better when you tell someone about it. It's always better Showing than him, yeah. seeing it for yourself. Well,
0: it's like the best jokes are the ones you have to explore. Absolutely. For for sure, after, you know. yes. yeah. Yeah. And just for you, I'm going to have
1: several cat memes prepared to explain. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. excited. All
0: right. <laughs> uh, but before we go, uh, I would love to hear about uh, a game you guys have coming up. Or if you want to tell us a little more about folklore, that'd be fine, too. Um, Actually,
2: I'll do both. I'll, right. I'll talk about folklore and then I'll talk about the one that we were playtesting. So folklore, of the affliction, which has been out for several years and has built up quite a following, is probably our biggest seller. It's got a gothic horror RPG feel, but it's still a tabletop game. So if you are into that genre, think of it as a step up from, well, a couple steps up from mice and mystics. Um, so still fairly on the easier end to play and get into, so that you can have younger people who are. Wanting to get into something like a D&D game, uh, you could start them there. Or if you are somebody who does a regular RPG game but want a palate cleanser, it's a good thing um, nice. to play. Uh, and it's meant to be, you take it out of the box, you have preset characters, you have a book that is your GM so that nobody has to run the game. You all take turns reading the story. Um, and then the story emulates the GM in the sense that you have multiple paths but also multiple ways to resolve things. So it could be a skill check. It could be a group decision. It could be everybody takes turns being the leader. So it could be the leader's final say. It could be something that's a combat, and the combat resolves based on you know how the combat resolves will answer us, make a solution for you. So it does really emulate that kind of RPG feeling of being run by a GM without actually needing one. And then the Stories themselves are of that gothic horror so that it is a renaissance type Europe where vampires and werewolves uh, have taken over the land and you are trying to take it back for the, you know, for the little guy. That's the basics of it. Um, and we do a lot of writing for it because since you we are your GMs, that means
0: right. You got to write a lot. <laughs> a,
2: there's so much writing, uh, all the writing.
0: <laughs> that then, sounds really fun.
2: Uh, it it's really fun to play. It's also it's really hard to write for, uh, <laughs> but it's really fun to play. So I actually enjoy playtesting quite a bit still after four years of continuing to be working on this project. Nice. Um, it, it is fun to still pull it out and play games with people. Uh, so that's one of the games that's ongoing that just finished Kickstarter. And the one that I was working on this week that's a little bit more my pet project that I've been working on is Mr. Ree, Surviving the Nightmare World. So Mr. Ree, which is a pun, um, is a kind of a everyman detective character from a horror comic. And he has some magic ability, but really, he's no—he's not a heavy hitter of any kind. He just happens to be the one that, when um, Armageddon comes about, is trying to help other people. So it's he, him, and his allies are fighting against not even the big names. So you have Cthulhu and Lucifer Morningstar and uh, Lilith and all of these major evil characters that all are real and suddenly reveal themselves Um, and he's not fighting them that's for much, you know, way up the pay scale he's fighting their minions to try to keep the innocent people safe and none of them really want his help or think that he's worth the help but he's still trying to do his best
0: (laughs) I like (laughs) that spin
2: So that's the horror comic, and it's great, and it's amazing. So Dirk Manning is the writer for uh, both Nightmare World and Mr. and they're both in the same universe, and we have the IP for both, so we've combined them as a one-versus-many card game where the one is the hero and the many are the villains. So really, you're more likely as a villain to win because it's not a hero comic game. It's a horror comic game.
0: Hmm. Nice. It's neat that's twist. a nice spin yeah. on that. I like yeah. that.
2: It's, um, it's been super fun to work on with uh, Josh Fung and uh, I've been doing a lot of playtesting, and I really love that people really like the take on it that changes it from your typical comic book style gameplay, which is a lot more usually you're the heroes and you're going to win the day type of thing. No, 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 no. That's,
0: that's not happening here, ever. Nice. Well, that sounds cool.
1: Thanks. Yeah. I think uh, that's all we've got time for tonight though. So uh so uh, before we wrap up here though Julie, uh I want to make sure that you have the opportunity to put out any any contact information. How can people find Greenbrier? How can they find you? Uh if they want to keep a keep aware of what you guys are going on, what you have coming to Kickstarter. How can people find you and get in touch with you and uh, and your games? Cool. So
2: Our website is GreenBriarGames.com, and it's green like a color, Briar, B-R-I-E-R, games.com. And join our newsletter right there on the website. Or you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. If you do, you're going to see my face a lot since I'm the one taking the pictures, (laughs) (laughs) posting the things. Uh, So yeah, and then Folklore has its own uh, Facebook page. If you are into learning about the game, finding out more about it, talking to people in the community who play it, uh, so there's a folk, uh, folklore uh, community page on Facebook as well.
1: All right.
0: Awesome. Right on. Hey, thanks again for being willing to come on the show and talk about what you do. Um, also, thanks for being suckered into being the head judge of the right. IDC. <laughs> I'd like to say it's my pleasure, but you really talked me out of saying that. So um, You're going to really have a great time.
2: In finding out what
0: happens. The IDC was, was quoted by Bruno Cathala as the most fun thing he did at Gen Con that year. Right. <sighs> he may have been drinking. I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> he, he's but French, he so it's hard that. to
1: understand him one way or yeah. the other. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> so, but I, will, I will plan
0: accordingly. You're going to have a great time. I
1: promise.
2: I, I'm really... Actually, I can't wait. I'm really excited. I'm being silly about it, but honestly... I'm super
1: psyched, so. Well, thank you. We we are pretty stoked, too. Yes,
0: and we're excited to have you on board. Yeah
1: and uh, builders thanks everybody for listening to the show if you want to get in touch with us you can uh, follow us on twitter at podcast btg jason is at j a slingerland i'm at poorly underscore designed you can uh, like us in places you can call our google voice number at 770 tell btg leave us obnoxious voicemails we will probably play them the more obnoxious the better um, you can uh, come to our go to our website which is buildingthegamepodcast.com our gmail uh, uh, yeah our email address is buildingthegamepodcast@gmail.com and uh, we'll keep on doing this podcast for the foreseeable future. Uh, Julie, thank you again one more time. Thank you so much.
2: My pleasure. Thanks
1: guys. Good night everyone. And good night. Building the Game is a co production of imminent entertainment and poorly designed studios. All ideas presented by Robin Jason are the property of the Building the Game podcast. We sure hope you'll join us again soon. Until next time. Dial 770 hotel BTG.
0: Please don't use the email.